And we have made it to Wednesday, people, to Wednesday Hump Day on the hottest show on the streets, the number one forum for Crimson Tide football news. That being in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have everybody tuning in to the show on tonight. As always, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to dive into, a lot to discuss, and have a dialogue about when we are talking your Alabama Crimson Tide, the national champions of the 2020 college football season. But Nick Saban always looking for bigger and better. And he's already getting himself planned up to repeat as champions for the upcoming 2021 venue. But as always, the show brought to you by WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That is WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and copy that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com, showing that support for the tradition, the pageantry, the dominance that Alabama has in the fourth quarter. Check them out. We own the fourth quarter.com. Also, we're bringing you the show, or we are shooting the show to you from Birmingham, new home of Birmingham, streaming the show via YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now, give a thumbs up on the show, run those likes up, give a thumbs up on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best in news, notes, updates, alerts, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. Not only are we streaming this to you through YouTube, but we also got you, cover got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter as well. So YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all forms of social media, we got you right here. No excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked on to the best form, the number one source here for your crimson tie that being in my own words as always it's great to have my man john ivory brother from another mother in the building doing his thing in the production studios and it's great to have you the passionate fans of crimson tie football and we want to hear from you guys tonight and we can hear from you guys by you guys calling 205-448-1358 the number to dial to let your voice be heard let your opinion be known here on the show 205-448-1358 and one more time 205-448-1358 today was a very special auspicious occasion as my high school principal miss uh, maxine coley would say at this point in time as the new president uh our, our new president, Joe Biden, and our vice president, Kamala Harris, both were sworn into office today. New president, new vice president in the inauguration, and uh, a tremendous poem was done by none other than Amanda Gorman. Uh, Amanda Gorman of 22 years of age from Los Angeles, California, the alumnus of Harvard. Uh, Harvard University, just a tremendous job on her end in articulating her words, her thoughts, her feelings into a poem that I was really touched by. So, shouts out to one Amanda Gorham in uh, this day and age where we're so bombarded by social media that sometimes our phrase, uh, sometimes our way of speech is not as strong as we would like for it to be. Our way to express our words not as strong as we'd like for it to be. So congrats to Miss Gorham. Ms. Gorman, this uh, this phenomenal 22-year-old young lady for really 
uh, articulating her words, her feelings, her thoughts. They're in the inauguration poem on today. Bye. We're talking about Alabama football here on the show. Got two great guests coming on later on with former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford and also my man Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA. But before we dive into the conversation, got a couple of updates to get into. First and foremost, Najee Harris has accepted his invitation to the Reese's Senior Bowl, so he will be in Mobile a lot of Alabama football alums will be at the venue on next week, January 30th, that being Mac Jones, Landon Dickerson, Alex Netherwood, Devontae Smith, Deontay Cornbread Brown, and Thomas Fletcher. And now you can add one Najee Harris to that list of names. They're a young man who had a phenomenal career for the Crimson Tide. He's projected the first-round draft pick, but it's going to be awesome watching Najee in the Senior Bowl. Also along with that, more names have declared for the NFL Draft when you discuss the Crimson Tide in terms of Joshua McMillan, Carl Tucker, Miller Forrestal, and one Landon Dickerson. All of these names have put themselves in the NFL Draft hat for the upcoming venue in April. And then last but not least, how about Alabama men's basketball? These guys on a roll. Number one in the SEC, 12-3 and three on the year, 7-0 and oh in conference play. According to Joe Lenardi, the NCAA bracketologist, Alabama, a three seed projected for the tournament. I mean, these guys are playing tremendous defense. The three ball is falling against LSU. It knocked the Tigers out of the Pete Mack, 105 to 75. Scott, uh, John Patty was raining threes. Josh Primo was raining threes. The likes of Javon Quinterly raining threes. And if Jaden Shackelford would have gotten on, Alabama would have probably put up 200 points on one LSU. So the Alabama men's basketball team, if you have not gotten excited about it yet, get excited. This group on a roll right now and looking to not only get into the big tournament but make a run in the NCAA tournament that being Alabama men's basketball under head coach Nate Oates but now we get into topic number one folks of the conversation tonight and it goes to there are multiple players offensively and defensively that will return to the Crimson Tide for next season. This is a big deal here for Alabama football, especially when you look at a team and a program that's trying to repeat as national champions. The last time Alabama went back-to-back -back as national champions, you would have to go back to the 2011-2012 seasons under Coach Nick Saban. But multiple players have decided, hey, we're coming back, run the clip back, run the season back. We want another year of Crimson Tide football. Now, the last day to declare for the NFL draft for the draft eligible players, and we're speaking on the true juniors, the redshirt juniors, and the redshirt sophomores, that was on January 18th. So that was on uh, Monday. Monday was the last day for a lot of these draft eligible players to put their name in the hat. But multiple guys returning. And defensively, we start off with the quartet of Fidarian Mathis, Christopher Allen, LeBron Ray, and Josh Job. All four of these young men returning for another year with the Crimson Tide. Fidarian Mathis on the defensive line. 
Christopher Allen, an outside linebacker, LeBron Ray on the defensive line, and Josh Job in the secondary and First and foremost for Fedarian Mathis, this is a big deal here. With Christian Barmore pursuing the draft, and you've got, you know, a group that has a lot of talent on that front line, especially down the stretch of the 2020 season. The pass rush was really starting to come into its own and click and hit and gel well at the right time. And Mathis had a strong season this past campaign, but now coming back, he is going to be a leader. He is going to be a, an entrenched starter. He is going to be somebody that this team is going to look to for the energy, for the production, for the guidance to really have this defense playing at a high level come next fall. So having Fedarian Mathis back to work with DJ Dale, to work with Jameel Burroughs, Tim Smith, and just so many other names lining up here on this defensive line. Really excited to see what big field for Darian Mathis can do. Behind him, Christopher Allen. We saw how productive, we saw how dominant, we saw how dangerous he can be when really fully healthy. In the 2020 campaign, a young man who had six sacks, a, man, a young man that had 13 uh, tackles for loss, really got after the quarterback, really stuffed the run game you know, in the backfield, creating those negative plays, and really won the edge as an outside linebacker and, and edge setter, second team all SEC. Him being back, you are set at the outside linebacker positions with both he and Will Anderson back for his sophomore year. Both guys are going to be teeing off on the opposing team's passing game, harassing quarterbacks, creating sacks, creating tackles for loss, creating opportunities for that defensive secondary to get those much-needed interceptions. So having Christopher Allen back, a big deal and a guy that is looking to show pro scouts that hey last year of me being healthy was not a fluke this is what i can do this is what i provide i am the unsung hero of the pass rush and i'm now going from unsung hero to you got to expect me to now come off the edge and deck drop the quarterback to the ground there so christopher allen number two Number three, LeBron Ray, and I'm really happy for Ray to be back because he needs a full year of being healthy on tape. When he's healthy, he's dynamic as a defensive end. He's a quick twitch guy. He's an edge rusher. He can get to the quarterback. He can stop the run. But the question for Ray has always been, can he get one season on tape where he is fully healthy, whether it has been a knee issue an ankle issue, a foot issue, an elbow issue. He just has a case of the can't get rights in terms of being fully 100% healthy on the field. We have seen Coach Saban mention when LeBron Ray is healthy, this is a different Alabama team, a different Alabama defense, especially a different Alabama defensive front. So if he can get one season on tape, where he's really fully healthy, it will go a long way for the Crimson Tide defensively and being a feared unit next fall, but more so than that, repeating as national champions. And then last but not least, Josh Job, a young man of whom he got better as a corner. He's gotten better. He has learned to be, he's learned to play with emotion, but not be emotional. At times, the technique 
still needs to be cleaned up, gets called for defensive holdings, defensive pass interferences, things of that nature. But one final year under Nick Saban and under Carl Scott as cornerback's coach, I feel like that's going to really help uh, Job really put everything together, fine-tune his game, and really become that first-round caliber corner that he wants to be. So having him back, you would already have experience at one corner spot, but now it comes who takes over the other role with the departed Patrick Sertan II. Would it be Marcus Banks, who's got some experience? Could it be a Juco guy and Kyrie Jackson coming in for the 2021 class? Could it be a freshman in Jaquincy McKinstry, of whom uh, our own Justin Smith has called the most pure athlete he has seen from the state of Alabama in quite some time? That remains to be seen, but having Josh Joe back in that secondary, manning one of those two corner spots, big deal there. So those are your defensive players coming back. Offensively, you're going to have Brian Robinson and Chris Owens back. And this is huge for the offense. First and foremost, Chris Owens being back, you have a guy that's played everywhere on the offensive line, either at guard, center, tackle. He's even played some at tight end. And with him returning, you've got three entrenched starters in Owens, Emil Echior, and Evan Neal. Now, who takes the other two spots at left guard and possibly right tackle? Left guard, I like Pierce Quick. Right tackle, it could very well be Javion Cohan. He is a dog, but a guy to watch is J.C. Latham to me, and I'll explain that more later on in the show. But having Chris Owens back and seeing how he fielded admirably for Landon Dickerson when he got hurt down the stretch in the SEC Championship game against Florida, good to have Owens back. And then for Brian Robinson, who has never been a starter for the University of Alabama. He's never been a field featured back, the number one back. Here is his opportunity to finally be a starter, to finally be the feature back, to finally be the number one primary guy. Now, I feel like a one-two punch of he and Trey Sanders or he and Jace McClellan will really, really be good here for this Alabama football team. Robinson at 6'1", 226 pounds out of Tuscaloosa. He's got the toughness. He's got the ability. He's got the size. He's got the, uh, the physical power running style. He's got to work on that speed with Dr. Matt Ray. But he'll be able to do that in the off during this offseason here. But folks, that leads us to our first break here on the show. Don't touch that down. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we go to the phone lines. We entertain your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your ideas, your opinions. We're talking tight football with you on a Wednesday after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. 
click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. And we are back into the action here, folks. Back into the action on a Wednesday hump day from the break on the number one form for Bama. Football news in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get into your phone calls, 205-448-1358. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Got a super chat to get to, and it comes from Richard G. That $5 donation coming from Richard G. We appreciate the love coming from him throwing that into the TDA hat. But we take our our first call of the evening. You are live on the show. What's going on tonight? Man, Stephen, I said I'd pop in and out of here on special occasions. Today is a special occasion. I'll tell you what, I was watching Alabama men's basketball last night. I got so dizzy watching them going up down the court. I thought I was back in 1989 or 90 when Wilp Sanderson was down there. My goodness, Nate Oates has really fired those boys up. He's doing a great job, Wagon. He's doing a magnificent job, and it's just it's with the guys he inherited, getting uh, you know John Patty to, to play well, getting Herb Jones to play well, getting Alex Reese to play well, and then the guys that Oates has brought in, Josh Primo. Once Primo fills out that body a little bit more, that young man is going to be a stud. He, he's already a stud now, but Josh Primo, two years from now, that cat's going to be something to deal with. Yeah, he's going to be something to deal with, all right. There's no doubt about it there. But like you said at the first of the show, there was been a historic day. We'll have another day that I've always sort of called historic, but always sort of dreaded was uh, January the 26th, the passing of Coach Bryant. We'll talk about that next Monday, the Lord's willing. And we're here there. We'll try to discuss that and honor Coach Bryant. But uh, this young lady that got up today and done this poem, has she been sneaking around in here to listen to our show, Steve, and this Miss Amanda Gordon? Has she been on this show? I don't think she has, but she probably has, and I just don't recognize it. That may be what happened. I tell you, the first, first poet, first national poet laureate there, I tell you what, she done a great job there, 22 years old, I think. Oh, my goodness, stayed up all night to write that poem. You know, that was a big, that was a big moment for her there, a young lady being able to do that. We want to congratulate her. And everybody in the Blue Ranch gang, I see everybody in the chat uh, looking good tonight. I tell you what, we just got to keep it rolling here. And like I said, if we back around here on Monday, we'll try to uh, tell a little story. Back years ago, I've got there. I hadn't told about uh, meeting Coach Brian, and and we'll uh, celebrate uh, Monday there if we're here. And uh, everybody stay safe, and uh, all the towns, cities, countries, and states. TDF appreciates everybody on there. Blue Ranch gang, y'all keep it going. We'll talk to you later, Stephen. You're all looking good. Justin doing a good job. Hold that camera steady, John. Hold it steady. Hold it steady. Stephen's looking good. I'll see y'all later. Bye-bye. Appreciate the love they're coming from Wayne and starting us off here on a Wednesday. We take our next call. You are live on the show. What's going on? Hey, how you doing, Stephen? Demetrius doing, from North Carolina. Doing pretty good, man. How, how you feeling today? Well, I'm just on. I'm on like uh, temptations. I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to call in and just um say that's a good topic you got going on tonight, and uh, we really did need this. Even though we lost a lot of coaches in years past, once we lost coaches, 
the coaching and I mean they had always took a few players with them. These players seem to be sticking around. Um, and plus on top of that, uh, shout out to these ones that's returning because I believe in years past that's one of the things that hurt us. You know, we didn't have them key juniors and seniors ret- uh, returning, and it kind of. Hey, I say it, it, I ain't gonna say it shot us. It, we shot ourselves in the foot by, by um, them leaving. They weren't convinced to stay, but it, it made things more more easier. I I reckon that's a little simple, more simple term. You know, them guys sticking around for that leadership, and that's 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 very crucial in big games and big big part um parts of the season. That's all I gotta say. Uh, good point there. Good, good point there. And, and I'm happy to see all these guys come back too because now they have a chance to get their draft stock up, but most importantly, being leaders and help this team try to repeat as champions. But we appreciate that call right there. We take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hi, live Steven. on the show, Carla. What's going on? Hi, um, I'm Cassie from Ohio. Hey, um, Kathy, so how, you, is, how you feeling? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Good. Um, so this isn't football related, although I love the show. Um, I just wanted to say your video producer is fine. Can you slide him my number? You know what? You know what? We will, we will work on that for you. We will work on that for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Appreciate the car. See, even John gets some love. <laughs> Trying to get some love, man. How about this? How about this? Appreciate you guys starting us off with these calls here. But as uh, you guys are continuing to get your calls in, 205-448-1358, the number two call in to let your voice be heard on the show. We go to our first topic here of the evening, and it goes to one Mac Jones. Mac Jones has gotten invited here to the Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile. He has accepted his invitation. He is one of seven Crimson Tide alums that will be in the event. And this, and this is huge for Mac. And the re- reason why this is huge for Mac is this gives him a chance to show NFL scouts that he can have the chemistry the timing, the accuracy, the camaraderie with other receivers that did not come from the University of Alabama, right? Because the biggest knock on Mac is, well, he had all of these weapons. He had the Judys and the Henry Ruggs and the, you know, the Jalen Waddles, the Devontae Smiths, the John Matchies. He had all of these guys in Alabama, and they made him who he was. They carried him. They produced him. They made him who he was. So now here's a chance for Mac to go down to Mobile, work with an NFL playbook, work with some NFL coaches, and work with some receivers that he has not been around, that he's not been used to. And here is his chance to show, hey, I can have, a, I can have timing with a guy that came from Louisiana Tech. I can have timing with a guy that came from Alabama State. I can have timing with a guy that came from this other college right here. I can have timing, accuracy, chemistry. I can get the job done with whatever receiver you put in front of me. And the other reason why this is good for Mac is after the after the 10th pick of the first round, the back part of the first round here, you got six teams that are in dire need of quarterbacks. Six teams. Now, while at number eight overall, watch the Carolina Panthers, who are in need of a quarterback at number eight overall. 
Coach Matt Rule and the Panthers coaching staff, they will be over the North team, Team North at the Senior Bowl, which will be the team that Mac Jones will be on. Watch the Panthers at the eighth overall pick. They could take Mac Jones, see how they'll be, they'll be working with him in this venue. And then watch the 22nd overall pick also, the Indianapolis Colts. Phillip Rivers retired today. He announced his retirement. Jacoby Brissett is about to be a free agent. Yes, it did draft Jacob Eason, but watch the 22nd overall pick. Chris Ballard, a very smart GM. Indianapolis has everything set up. All it needs is a quarterback. Watch Indy at pick 22. This could be a play here for Mac, but excited about him going to the Senior Bowl. Looking forward to seeing what he does. We take our next break here on the show, but upon our return, we will sit down with Mac Herford, former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford, and the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, Justin Smith, to talk this 2021 class and beyond. And, and will the coaching turnover impact Alabama's recruiting efforts in the years to come? We'll talk with Herford and Justin Smith after this. At the start of the fourth quarter, we throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. As we are back into the action here, folks, on the number one source for Crimson Tide, Football news in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, the man John Ivory handling the ones and twos in the production studio. Now, before we get to the in my own words hotline to talk to Mac Herford, former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford, and Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, there was a thought that came to the chat line from one Adam Garcia. And, uh, and Adam was, was talking about how could we see Mac Jones to the Patriots? You could see Mac Jones to New England at the 15th overall pick. Of course, Nick Saban and uh, Bill Belichick have a great relationship. You could see that play out. Now, normally the Patriots do not particularly draft well. So if they do make this move, you probably have to get Belichick out of the green room and make the pick of Mac Jones to New England. But it could happen. It is a definite possibility. Just wanted to answer that question there from Adam Garcia on possibly could we see Mac Jones to the New England Patriots. But 
We go now to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up my good man, my, my buddy right here, Mac Herford, former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford, played from 2016 to 2019, two-time SEC champion, college football playoff national champion in 2017, and a guy that loves to be down there in Miami. Of course, he's back in Nashville. Mac, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling better now that I'm back from Miami. Uh, and always, it's, it's just a fun experience to be a part of the show. Uh, you know, you've got a great group of listeners, um, and, and you just do a great job, so I'm happy to be back. Absolutely glad to have you back on here, Max. So, Crimson Tide wins the national championship, got the victory over Ohio State back on January 11th by the score of 52-24 to in Hart Rock Stadium down there in Miami. But one of the most iconic moments from the win, Mac, was Coach Saban crying. A lot of times people look at him as this tightly wound control freak. All he likes to do is win. He doesn't care about anything else aside from winning. But the last few years or so, Coach Saban has taken us behind the curtain and has shown us the man he really is. And he, he just loves his players. He loves the University of Alabama. He loves to coach football. Yes, he can be hard at times. Yes, he can be difficult at times. But it comes from a great place. But watching him bear his emotions like that on national TV, like, what did that do for you, you being a former player, you watched that happen. What were your emotions watching Coach Saban just let it go and cry like that? It was it was very really cool to see uh, him open up. You know, like you're saying, everybody always thinks of Coach Saban as being just this, like, you know, hard A, always getting on the players, which when you, you know, are expected to keep that and maintain that standard of excellence that he does, that's something that like that happens you know he gets so caught up in working all the time but he's doing that because one he wants to win obviously but you know he cares about the guys in the program um, and I think this whole season just he was able to get so close to the players you know with COVID being a thing it, it caused everybody to have to come together to learn how to defeat this problem and work around it um, and then you have him getting COVID himself and I think that you know was like all the players response to that you know everyone wanted Saban to be there um, and Coach Saban just – he wanted to be there as well. And I think that it, the whole COVID pandemic just really brought the team so much together uh, and brought some camaraderie around Coach Saban. Um, and, and the players just really loved him. And we're like, look, he is leading us through this time where we don't know what's happening. We're constantly having to change and do new things on the move. And, you know, they relied on him and appreciated him so much. And he appreciated him right back. And I think you just see that – accumulation of that like friendship and just teammanship over the the course of the season build up and see him cry I think it just sums it up that how much he cared about that team and how happy he was to complete a season and and win um and you know go undefeated and just dominate something he's been wanting to do for a long time and he dominated throughout the years but going undefeated and it's just like that's a special moment when you achieve that goal but do it with a group during a time that a lot of people are struggling in um leads to a lot of emotions. Um, and it was, it, was, it was really great to see him cry and, and share that emotion with people who, you know, don't get to see that side of him. Now, Mac, since I've known you, and this goes back to 2016, you and I have had countless conversations, whether preseason, during the season, 
about Mac Jones. And the two of us talked about this young man for a large amount of time in which we, we, we've discussed his toughness, his energy, his competitive fire that he brings so much to, to Alabama football. And uh, this offseason, well, prior to the season, the 2020 campaign starting, there was so much doubt about, I don't think Matt can do it. I don't believe Matt can do it. You know, he's not Tua Tagovailoa. He doesn't do what Tua does. And despite all of the criticism, despite all the doubt and the naysay and the external factors, we saw Mac time and time again the entire 2020 season rise to the occasion, make deep throw after deep throw, set record after record, become a Heisman finalist, just do things that shatter the expectations that everybody had for him prior to the season starting. So you're at the game, Mac, and the confetti falls, and it's Mac Jones as the winning quarterback, wire to wire, leading this team to a national championship, what just what went through your mind going, man, I worked with this guy in practice, I trained with this guy, I was on the battlefield with this guy, everybody hated on my guy, and to watch him win the national championship the way he did, what, what was your mind like seeing Mac do this? It was it was pretty emotional. I mean, it's it's that satisfaction you get when, you know, it, it felt like I had won it. You know, just seeing him, he worked so hard. Like he he had, he had put in so much time. He had, had so many doubters, and to go out there and put together just an unbelievable season, like unreal numbers. You know, arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever come through Alabama. You know, with the stats wise, this this past year he just dominated. Um, and him and his family, I got to actually see his family before the game um, and just seeing them and like seeing how proud of him they were. And, like, you know, there was a small group who believed in him when a lot of others didn't. And I was happy to be a part of that group. Um, and, and it really sums it up, too. It was awesome at the end of the game. But I was actually sitting around um, in the box with Jalen and, and some of the other players um, up there. And one of my favorite moments is when Mac made a run in the game. Uh, and got balled down, and he gets back up, and he's kind of limping, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm pretty sure they thought he broke his leg originally. But he gets back up and just continues to battle. It's that same, like, that same exact, like, warrior spirit you see or you saw in the Orange Bowl um, last year or the year before, uh, getting my years mixed up, whatever it was, when we played um, Michigan, of just that, that warrior mentality. And, and it's like that's something so cool to see. But when he did that, I saw Jalen Hurts in there, um, you know, and when Mac was pulled out of the game, Jalen Hurts is the first person to just stand up and start clapping out of all the other alumni. And I'm like, you know, that was special for me to see. Um, a former player, a, a guy who played in front of Mac, seeing him uh, accomplish these things, I was already so ecstatic and happy about it. But seeing Jalen Hurts get up there and clap and all those other guys was a really special moment and kind of capped it off and made it an unreal experience. Citrus Bowl was a huge game watching Mag go out there and perform well against Michigan to end the 2019 season prior to what he did 
this past year by we got Mac Herford on the phone lines right now ladies and gentlemen former Alabama wide receiver played from 2016 to 2019 and the last one up from Mayan Mac just goes to this coaching staff that coach Saban is trying to put together after losing you know 11 assistants two other jobs as of right now it looks like Bill O'Brien is entrenched as the offensive coordinator waiting on a press release from the University of Alabama it looks like Doug Marone is entrenched as the offensive line coach for the Crimson Tide, waiting on that press release as well. But just talking about how, you know, Coach Saban already has a very large coaching tree, but just his ability to get the guys that he knows they're going to fit. It may not seem like it's going to fit. It may not feel like it's going to fit. It may feel odd, but Nick Saban just has this, this ability where I've won six national championships. I think I have earned the right for y'all to trust what I'm doing here. So when you look at the coaches that Saban's trying to bring in or that uh, that he's bringing in, wh- wh- what do you think of the move so far by Coach Saban in your mind, Mac? Yeah, I usually, you know, I don't know too much about the coaches he's, he's brought in. Uh, but I'll tell you this, you know, I've, I have friends who are avid fans. and They're always asking me questions. And a lot of guys are freaked out. They're like, okay, Coach Saban, you know, what's he going to do? He lost so-and-so. He lost Sark. He lost this person. He lost that person. Look, it's nothing new. He's lost coaches every single year, and he continues to be back on top and dominate. I mean, I'm confident, and I I think the players are too, just especially after seeing how he handled the whole entire COVID situation. No other team handled it as well as Alabama did, um, and it shows. Like, you know, that's how they were so successful. So I have no doubt in my mind and no worry in my mind that Coach Saban is going to get the right people in the place um, and, and fill it in with the right roles. He knows what he's doing. Um, and, you know, that this team is still going to be just exactly how it is, you know, on the top uh, and, and continue to dominate. Uh, I'm not worried about, you know, different hires and things. I, like I said, I think if there's a person you want hiring a coaching staff, uh, it's Coach Saban. And, you know, he's going to have some more guys who are going to come in after that and probably end up getting jobs and the same things and keep happening. But as long as he's there, you know, Alabama is going to be on top. He's Mac Herford, ladies and gentlemen, former Alabama wide receiver, played from 2016 to 19, two-time SEC champion, college football playoff national champion in the 2017 season. And my good friend, Mac, so happy that you were able to get back from Miami. You back home in Nashville. Stay safe out there. Be, take, take care, man. Be good. Yes, sir, Stephen. I'm so happy that you let me on. Appreciate everyone out there listening um, and supporting the show. It's awesome. Um, and, you know, quick little shout-out to both those guys. I know we talked about it, but Landon Dickerson and Jalen Waddle at the end of the game, uh, you know, Jalen coming in injured and playing. I mean, that just makes a huge statement, shows how much he cares for his teammates and wanted to be out there. And Landon Dickerson, uh, I mean, I just can't be more proud of him and just the way he – led that team and capped it off, carrying Coach Saban around the whole entire field. Uh, unbelievable. So big shout-out to both those guys. And, you know, I uh, hope to get back on the show and hope you have me back. So everybody out there, I hope you all have a great night and roll tide.
Absolutely. Mac Herford, former Alabama wide receiver, joined us graciously on the show on a Wednesday talking some Crimson Tide football. But now we'll keep the phone lines open because now we transition to the real legend, the real heavy hitter, the real maestro. And I'm referring to Justin Smith. I still love you, John Ivory. Still love you. But I'm referring to Justin Smith, the lead scout and the recruiting analyst for TDA, the family affair. Justin, man, how you feeling? You doing all right today? I'm doing great, Steven. Doing fantastic. Good to have Justin here on the show talking some Crimson Tide recruiting 2021 and beyond. So, Justin, of course, we have all gotten this news of different assistant coaches leaving the program. The three big names, though, if, if, if the three big names, though, just so happen to be Kyle Flood, the offensive line coach, Jeff Banks, the tight end slash special teams coordinator, and Charles Huff, the running backs coach, all taking uh, different jobs here. So the first thought from me to you is how much do, uh, you know, losing these three, how much does it impact Alabama in recruiting, especially when you look at the, 22, the 2022 class on up here? These are all huge losses in terms of what those coaches did during their time in Tuscaloosa on the recruiting trail. Just looking at Jeff Banks, the role that he played in Texas with the connections that he has, there's no denying what he did for the Tide on the recruiting trail, along with Charles Huff. With them being a young coach at 37 years old, he was able to connect with recruits on a level that other coaches cannot, especially older coaches. And also just looking at Steve Sarkeesian, too, he helped revolutionized the Tide's offense. So those are huge losses for the Tide when it comes to the recruiting for even Kyle Flood, because I think on the recruiting for from that offensive line position, he is able to show recruits that he knows what it takes to get to the NFL. I think he can really display that on the recruiting for So those were all huge losses. But Nick Saban has been here before. He has had to replace the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator in one offseason. So he is experienced at this. This is not new territory for him. I just think the Todd will definitely need to add some coaches who can help on the recruiting trail as well as be effective on the field. I think that recruiting portion is an important part, and I'm pretty sure Nick Saban is taking that into consideration. So I think the Todd should bounce back with the experience that Nick Saban has, but there's no denying what they lost in Charles of Jeff Banks and also Kyle Flood. Now, in terms of one recruit in particular here, Justin, we're looking at five-star running back Kamar Wheaton out of Texas. Now, with Banks going to Texas to hook up with Steve Sarkeesian and Banks' ties to the state of Texas, with Wheaton committed but not signed just yet, do, is, is there a possibility where – because the, the thing that Alabama fans are fearing right now is what if Texas is able to flip Wheaton to the Longhorns? Do you see a situation where Wheaton can be flipped or Wheaton is flipped? Or do you see where he is so entrenched from his commitment to Alabama that you still see Kamar Wheaton signing uh, come February? Well, I think he's pretty locked in with the Todd at the moment if I had to make an educated guess. But you cannot count out Texas with the coaching changes that has that has happened over the last couple of weeks. And you just look at Alabama's coaching staff. Charles Huff played a main played a main role in his recruitment. He was going to be his position coach at the University of Alabama. But Huff is now gone. You also look at Jeff Banks. He was his main recruiter. We know that Banks is connected to the state of Texas pretty pretty hard. So 
it is a possibility if I'm Steve Sarkeesian or Jeff Banks, I definitely make that call, especially if I'm Jeff Banks. I feel they would be doing themselves a disservice if they did not reach out to Kamar Wheaton and try to flip him. So I definitely think it is a possibility in my mind at this moment. I think Wheaton is locked in. I do see him signing with the Crimson Tide, but that is a possibility. That is something that is going to be on the table until Kamar Wheaton signs his national letter of intent with the University of Alabama, hopefully during the traditional signing period on National Signing Day on February 3rd. If you're just tuning into the show right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're now joined by the uh, lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, one Justin Smith on the phone line, talking recruiting here for your Crimson Tide. And Justin, so now we look at Terrion Arnold, a four-star defensive back, somebody of whom you have spent quite the amount of time with. You have documented this young man. This is somebody of whom uh, is one of the better defensive back prospects or defensive back targets remaining for the Crimson Tide, possibly for the signing day in February. Do you see Terry on Arnold signing his letter of intent for the Crimson Tide? Where does he stand right now in terms of this, this 2021 class? Yeah, I think, I think everything is still pretty much the same when you look at Terry on Arnold. I still feel the Tide is in a good position, but it's, it is still a toss-up at the moment. You can make an argument for Georgia or, or Florida with them having that top three of the Gators, the Bulldogs, in the Tide. But looking at his recruitment, I think the X factor in his, in his recruitment could be that the Tide is recruiting him in both football and basketball pretty hard. He told me recently that he's in contact with the Tide's basketball coaching staff on a daily basis. And just looking at the way Arnold plays basketball, if I am Nate Oates, I want him on my squad, especially if I do not have to use a basketball scholarship to get him to play because he's most likely going to be on a football scholarship. So he's going to basically be like a walk-on and in, in, sort of like a walk-on. So I definitely see why they would want Terry Arnold on their basketball squad. And just looking at the way Alabama basketball is playing right now, it's no, it's no denying that Alabama basketball is is attractive to prospective recruits because they are playing this sort of analytical driven NBA playing style, shooting a lot of threes. They like to hustle a lot. Nate Oates calls it blue collar basketball. So that is something that could be very attractive to carry on. I know that it's something that he is paying attention to, especially with them being in contact with them, as he said, on a daily basis right now. So that's where I think things stand with Arnold when it comes to Alabama. He's Justin Smith, ladies and gentlemen, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, spending some time with us here on a Wednesday to break down the recruiting trail 2021 and beyond. Appreciate, uh, Justin, we appreciate you for coming on, taking time out of your day to give us the lowdown, the information, the news, the news and nuggets here on the recruiting. And you continue to stay safe, man. Be good. Take care of yourself out there, buddy. Do the same, Stephen. Absolutely enjoy having Justin on the show and also my man Mac Herford, former Alabama receiver, talking Crimson Tide football as well. But we take our next break here because when we get back, we return to having a dialogue with you, the Alabama football fans. It's time for you to get your conversation on with yours truly, your thoughts, your opinions, your chats, your viewpoints. Bring them on in. We'll talk to you after this. 
Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw the foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we are cha-cha sliding to the beat back in here from the break on the number one forum for Bama Football News on a Wednesday hump day in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get back to take your calls, got to remind you of our latest sponsor, MyBookie.ag. That is mybookie.ag. You feeling fortunate? You feeling like you can make yourself some money? You want to make the right play? You want to put some money down? You feel like you got what it takes to win, win, win? Check out our guys here, mybookie.ag. So make the right play and sign up today at mybookie.ag. And when you do make the right play and sign up, be sure to use the promo code TDAlabama to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. You can't beat that with a stick. Make the right play. Use the promo code TD Alabama. Get the deposit matched up halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. MyBookie.ag. That's MyBookie.ag. Check them out today. But now we jump back into the Kong lines 205 448 1358 to spend time with you. We take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Live on the show, caller. Hello? We hear you right now. You're live. We hear you. We got you. Oh, okay. Um, well, I have a question. Go ahead. It looks like Bill O'Brien will be our new offensive head coach. How will he fit into the offense, and what, what, will, we, what will we see from him? The one good thing about it, you know, coming to coach under Nick Saban is that there's not going to be much of a difference uh, with him. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be the continuation of what we have seen. He is going to get the playmakers the ball, most importantly. 
Uh, he's he's going he's gonna to get the playmakers the ball. He's going to have a balance between the run and pass game. Now, he would, he was not my choice to be the OC. I would have loved to have seen Coach Saban go out there, maybe attack a – maybe give a call to a Joe Brady, maybe call a Jeff Levy from Ole Miss. If you could pull it, go get um, go get Luke Getze from the Green Bay Packers, who's the passing game coordinator over there, and he's doing a great job with Aaron Rodgers and company. So those three would have been my guesses right there. But, you know, once again, this is Nick Saban saying, hey, I've won six national championships here seven overall have I not earned that right for you to trust me with the moves that I make and uh, coach Saban has also been one for to get former NFL assistants and bring them to Alabama to be assistant head coaches so um, I I feel like it wouldn't change as much at all but we appreciate the phone call right there Uh, we're going to go to the topic right quickly here people as you guys are continuing to get your thoughts in 205-448-1358 for number to call in 205 448 a Yo, O'Brien, not my choice, but hey, Nick Saban brings him in here. Let's see what he does in terms of balancing this offense, run, and pass game because he has walked in and inherited a completely talent field roster from top to bottom here. But the topic here is actually going into the coaching staff. As of right now, Coach Saban has brought in Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator. Once again, we're just waiting on a press release, finalizing things. But O'Brien, he's in Tuscaloosa. He's got an office on the campus. He's already on the recruiting trail, reaching out for 2022 recruits. So Bill O'Brien's already here. Doug Marone is already here, uh, former NFL head coach for the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he is here as the offensive line coach. I heard from respectable sources today that he has been taking part in staff meetings, coaching meetings. He's met with players. He's already hitting the ground running as the offensive line coach. So the other two spots that the Tide is trying to fill are at running backs coach and tight ends coach slash special teams coordinator. And there are five names that can fit in those spots. So there are five names that Alabama is targeting for those spots, I should say. So those five names the Crimson Tide are looking at as far as running backs coach is concerned, uh, you're looking at Eddie Grand, who has 28 years of experience coaching that position. Coach Grand has been at Tennessee. He's been at Ole Miss. He's been at Auburn. He's been at Florida State. He has been at Cincinnati. And he has been at Kentucky uh, putting together a success in all of those stops, especially uh, coaching running backs. Behind Eddie Grand, we're looking at Lance Taylor as an option. Now, Taylor, a younger guy, Taylor of whom graduated from the, the University of Alabama, played wide receiver for the program, was a grad assistant, a GA, an offensive GA, under Nick Saban 2007 and 2008. He has spent time in the National Football League. He has also coached in college, working with wide receivers at Appalachian State. Uh, he's also you know, worked with running backs at Stanford from 2014 to 16. 2015 and 2016, he produced Christian McCaffrey, who was a two-time 1,000-yard back, a Heisman finalist, 
McCaffrey was drafted number eight overall in the first round of a 2017 venue by the Carolina Panthers. And now, currently, uh, uh, Taylor is at Notre Dame. Uh, He produced a 1,000-yard rusher and Kyron Williams from the 2020 season. So you got Kyron, you got uh, Nance Taylor and Eddie Grant for the running backs coach spot. For the tight end slash special teams coach spot, you got three names here. We are looking at Jay Bullware who's got a lot of experience, 48 years of age. He's got 19 years of experience coaching tight ends and running special teams. So that's Jay Bullware. We're looking at also Jody Wright, who has got a lot of special teams experience. And then you've got a Kevin Sumlin, who's got special teams experience as well. So Jody Wright, Jay Bullware, and Kevin Sumlin, those names have been thrown into the mix. So you've got five guys here gunning after two openings at running backs coach and tight ends coach slash special teams coordinator. So we'll continue to chart the moves here of Coach Saban. But we got a call right now. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's going on, Steve? What's happening with you, man? Not much, man. Uh, I was calling to talk about uh, hearing you talking about the coaches. Uh, we're going to have enough coaches to fill the staff for the practice? We're going to have enough coaches. Bama will have enough coaches to, to fill the staff, man. Bama will have enough coaches. All the defensive coaches are all still here. So we're, so Bama's trying to fill two spots on offense, the running backs coach spot and the tight end slash special teams coach. But Saban's got five names he's picking from. He'll pick the right one of those five for both spots. Bama's going to be fine. Absolutely. Alabama getting that national championship number 18 to cap off the 2020 season. Coach Saban already at work on the move, trying to fill in these vacated coaching spots. And I feel like he's going to get the right guys in here. But we take our next break right now. But upon our return, I'm going to get into five names from this 2021 class, but I am uber excited to see in spring practice. You don't want to miss it. We'll tidy up loose ends talking my five names for 2021 that I'm watching after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies when you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection. Go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. 
All right, people, we are back in from the break, tidying up some loose ends on the number one form for Crimson Tide football news. Of that being in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get to the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. Make us your plug, your one-stop shop for all of your Alabama football purchasing clothing apparel needs we got two new shirts here for you if you want to rock the national championship shirt number 18 national championships we got the two new shirts here right here for you uh one of the shirts has all of the national championships on the um on the back well, one of the shirts has, has all the national championships on the back we also have shirts coming in the color white too so we got white shirts we got white shirts and black shirts here for you but we got the shirts here national championship number 18 on the back of the shirts here all 18 national championships are right there so we still got you tdaware.com tdaware.com do all your shopping right there make us your plug here showing that support for coach Saban the University of Alabama the student athletes and us here at TDA but we're getting to now these five guys these five names that I am very excited about that came in this 2021 class that upon spring football coming in hopefully we can have spring football because it's needed it's important we got to see who is going to be able to do what in terms of this upcoming you know, football team for next season when you discuss the questions that need answers to them. So my five names that I'm excited for when it comes to this 2021 class coming in here as freshmen, starting this thing off at number one, give me J.C. Latham. I I'm excited to see big J.C. Latham in here. The five-star offensive tackle, by the way, of IMG Academy in Florida. Uh, this guy is 6'6", long, long, lean, athletic, big, great wingspan, strong run, uh, strong run blocker, can pass protect also. Very, very high IQ type of player right here. And when you look at J.C. Latham, coming from IMG Academy, he is very familiar with David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray, so they're excited to get him in here. Uh, the best friend of, of Latham is Evan Neal, who hails from IMG, who is already a star for the Crimson Tide in offensive tackle. Alabama will more than likely flip Neal to left tackle, which opens up room at right tackle. Now, though Javion Cohan is a beast, is a dog, and I think he will be more than likely the entrenched starter Keep your eyes on J.C. Latham. If he comes in here and the big man is able to do his thing, J.C. could possibly start at that right tackle position. Keep your eyes on him. That would be my first guy right there, J.C. Latham. At number two, a guy I'm looking forward to looking forward to seeing. Alabama brought in four very talented wide receivers in this class. But the guy I'm looking for, I call him Earl A, but I'm going with JoJo Earl, baby. JoJo Earl at wide receiver. I got to see this dude. He went from being unknown on the recruiting trail to the early signing period. He flips to Alabama from LSU, and folks are like, who is JoJo Earl? And you go watch his tape, and you're like, holy crap. This kid's the truth. That's JoJo Earl? And JoJo Earl is running, juking, spinning, catching. The dude is unreal. The dude, the dude is that fast. He is that fast. He is that quick. 
He is that explosive, you know, led Alito High School in Texas to another state title. And while Christian Leary's a bad dude, and while Ja'Cory Brooks is a big deal, and while Asia Hall is great also, I'm looking forward to seeing what does JoJo Earl do. Because you don't go from being unknown to everybody looking at your looking at your highlight tape for nothing. Like, there is something to Earl. So I want to see what JoJo is about right now. That's number two guy. Number three for me, I'm looking forward to seeing Kyrie Jackson, the JUCO defensive back. And this dude is 6'4". Let that marinate. Let that sink in. He's a 6'4 corner. Alabama has never had a guy that type of physicality on the outside on an island as a cornerback. Now, most of the time, Bama gets a corner 5'10", 5'11", 6 feet, maybe at the biggest 6'1", 6'2". Kyrie Jackson 6'4". So we're talking about the ability to jam, to hold receivers on the line, to frustrate them getting in and out of the break, to keep them from getting in and out of the break. Like, Kyrie Jackson's going to be able to do some things here against these big-time wide receivers of college football, especially in the SEC. And one thing Coach Saban likes to do when he recruits JUCO players, he recruits them to start them. They don't come in to sit the bench. He recruits those guys to start those guys. And while Josh Job would be the starting corner on one side, the other side, it could be a Kyrie Jackson. It could be a Marcus Banks. It could be somebody else. But I'm looking forward to seeing Kyrie Jackson. That type of size, that type of ability, that type of length and wingspan, got to be used, got to be put on the field. He's my third guy. My fourth guy that I'm looking forward to seeing as a freshman coming in this 2021, coming in this, this class here, you, you always have that one guy that when he comes off the bus, when he steps off the bus, he looks the part, and you're going, what lab did they make him from? Where was he created? He was one of those guys on Madden or on NCAA where he was a created player, and you're like, what type of planet did God just drop this brother from? And the guy I'm referring to is Kendrick Blackshear. Kendrick Blackshear was something created out of a Marvel comic book. Like, he's something from outer space. Like, I, 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 don't, know, I don't know what his folks was feeding him in Duncanville, Texas. They gave him stimulant fried chicken, cornbread, collard greens, yams, and Kool-Aid out of a mason jar. I don't know what they were feeding Kendrick Blackshear, but whatever they gave him, they put him on the weights, and the protein early, early. I'm talking about as a seven-year-old. They had him on weights and protein. He is 6'3", 240. What? He is 6'3", 240. Look like a grown man. This looks like Reuben Foster's child. This looks like the child of Reuben Foster. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does on the field because he just looks like a guy that when he hits you, you don't want to get back up. You want to play dead and be like, Coach, just have my funeral right now. Have my funeral. Just just put my tombstone right there. Like, I got hit by Blackshear. Yeah, I got hit by what's pimping, pimping. Just, just put my tombstone right there. So Kendrick Blackshear, number four, guy on my list. I'm looking forward to seeing what is he going to do because he is built, he is a madman, they make him different in Texas. I want to see Kendrick Blackshear 
And then last but not least, give me Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry at number five, a defensive back, the most pure player, the most pure recruit, the most pure talent to come out of the state of Alabama in quite some time, according to our own Justin Smith. And I want to see Kool-Aid's got the ability to take a spot either at corner or at some part of this secondary. I want to see what what he can do. Now, of course, when Justin was able to study him, you know, he was telling me about there are still some areas in Kool-Aid's game that can be worked, can get better. But I want to see how quickly can he come in here and take somebody's spot with his talent, with his ability. How fast can he come in here? Can he learn the playbook? Can he learn the system? Can he learn the ins and outs and potentially take somebody's spot in the secondary because if Kool-Aid can grab somebody's spot, he ain't letting go of it. And we, and we already know there's a lot of guys, experienced leaders in the secondary when you talk Josh Job, when you talk Jordan Battle, uh, Malachi Moore, who had a big freshman year, and he's poised for even bigger things, DeMarco Hellams, also Brian Branch is in there too. So you've already got some guys' experience here in this back five. But can Jaquincy McKinstry come in here and really take somebody's spot? Now, I would have liked to have had Jalen Milrow in here and we'll talk about him later on as we go for the offseason because a lot of fans are talking about, you know, don't sleep on Milrow. He could be a guy that could come in here and take the quarterback job by a storm. And he could. He very well could. But I want to throw McKinstry in there because he, he intrigues me. How quickly can he come in here and take a starting spot in this defensive secondary? But, folks, those are my five guys. Number one, J.C. Latham. Number two, JoJo. My name is Earl. Number three, Kyrie Jackson. Number four, Kendrick Blackshear. And number five, Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry. The five guys from this 2021 class. I'm looking forward to seeing come in here as freshmen. Hopefully we have spring football and that can do some work here for the Crimson Tide. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage here on your favorite program, the Alabama Crimson Tide. You can get this by downloading, accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You get it from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will be back on Friday continuing the conversation. That is Tired Football. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, be sure, Tide fans, coming soon, the print edition, the print copy of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming soon. Brand new print issue. And to get the print issue for free, you go to touchdownalabama.com, excuse me, touchdownalabama.com and subscribe. Become a member. Join, become a member to touchdownalabama.com. And when you do this, you get that free copy of the print edition print issue of touchdown alabama magazine coming soon that link will be found in the description you can also get you that four finger bling necklace from we own the fourth quarter.com that link will be in the description as well but until next time folks husbands love your wives 
Wives, appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue doing the right thing, the legitimate thing, to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words.